guys, I'm Bree. And I'm Allie, and this is Off Script. If you think about it, books are potential scripts for movies. When this adaptation happens, typically it's disappointing because they went off script. In this series, we will be talking about how off script they went. Hello. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Off Script, where we read books and watch movies just for you. <laughs> la la la. <laughs> And we compare the two to see if they're right or wrong. Which one's better? For a second, I thought I made you watch this one first. And I was like, "Uh oh, I wonder. I kind of wish I did watch it first. I know. I know. I thought about it, but I love this series too much. And I would have flipped. (laughs) They did so much different. Mm -hmm. It would have felt like. Mm -hmm. Do you know? how it's funny i thought this conversation was going to come up way later but going into it so alden who plays ethan oh we're talking about beautiful creatures everybody oh yes sorry guys (laughs) so when alden got cast i was pissed i like i went on like tantrums to sierra about him and she was like brie remember they cast him for a reason so like give him a chance because she's always like that level-headed person i was like that's not ethan but then i went and watched it and i was like okay he i to me he's ethan i like him but uh we'll get to my thoughts later (laughs) (laughs) um but i remember with everything that got messed up i was just i was so mad i was like i feel like they barely even touched the book like what are they seriously my gosh and she was like brie you have to like you have to take it for what it is. Take the movie for the movie and not the book. And I'm pretty sure Sierra actually watched the movie first and then read the book. Oh. And she only read it because she liked the movie. So. Oh. Yeah. I know. I wish I flipped it. Sorry. That's okay. That's why I flipped water for elephants. Okay. Well, we'll get to that one next week, y'all. Yeah. Stick around. Yes. Right. Okay. So. Our picture. Let's paint a picture for yeah. you. It is the daytime. What? Gonna go get my kid from school soon. Yep. And there's R two D two on the. Yep. What were you gonna say? Bree lives right next to the school, oh, so I, yeah, I legit do. can leave like right as the bells ringing. Do you want to hear a funny thing? Mm-hmm. So <laughs> every day when I get home from work, it's like right close to the end of the school day, and like so I'll be changing out of my work clothes into like pajamas mm-hmm. and then i'll hear like the bell ring or kids scream or something and the first thought that goes through my head is is this like indecency like <laughs> i'm down the road from these kids getting dressed oh my gosh <laughs> it always makes me really uncomfortable <laughs> oh goodness <laughs> anyways there's your picture y'all <laughs> it's true <laughs> okay shall we start mm-hmm. all right so Our synopsis is a teenage boy, Ethan, meets a mysterious new stranger, Lena. Is that how you say her name? Yeah. Okay. In a small town. How would you say it? Lena? Yeah. I've seen, I've heard it, Lena or Lena. Lena. Okay. That's how. Yeah. Okay. They fall in love and he finds out she's harboring a dark secret. The (laughs) pair of them try to find out if their relationship can work while she tries to keep him safe from her world. Mm-hmm. Bum, bum, bum. oh i didn't know that the 
screenplay writer and director are the same. Yeah, he sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Okay. All right, let's keep going. (laughs) Bree's reading ahead. (laughs) Sorry. Okay, so author is Cammie Garcia and Margaret Stoll. Yes. And tell us your fun fact. That I know Cammie? Oh, that's who you know? That's who was at Comic-Con. That's so cool. (laughs) No, that's not what I was talking about. That's so cool. Oh, I remember what you're talking Whoa, you got a picture with her. Yeah, Allie took my picture. Yeah, yeah, that's her. That's Cammie. What? That's even cooler now. That's why I absolutely love that I was like, I, so I used to review books for a blog. This is not my fun fact. She wanted me to talk about either. <laughs> um, and so I used to review books for a blog. And I actually think that's how I found. Or no, because I had already read Beautiful Creatures. And so I think Cammy or Margaret had a book coming out that I was super like excited for. And there was this girl, her name's Lady. And she honest to god she would like get lists of books that we were about to get sent and she would know who would get what and she somehow also knew who liked what authors too so she would see like cammy or margaret's name pop up and she would send me or like text me and be like hey do you want these books i'd be like yes those are mine and so i got to reviewing for them and then i kind of like towards the end of reviewing books for them cammy released it was for the lovely reckless because that's when she started she started sending me books as her own personal like reviewer because she knew that i would get it up on the pot or on the podcast on the website mm-hmm. and so i like i still have my first note from her because she was like thanks for being part of the like i forget what she called us the, it was something to do with the lovely reckless but she said it and like signed it and so i would always get books from her when like they were pre-released and i was just so excited and so yeah i saw her at comic-con and was like mm-hmm. hey cammy it's me brie and she was like oh my gosh i haven't seen you in forever and i was like i know oh my gosh that's yeah. so cool Allie was there and she was witnessing it but she didn't realize that I it was really, i didn't know who it was creatures. yeah she was just like cool an author well yeah i thought you know like i thought it was a she was a like a like not a huge mm-hmm. series author. I thought mm-hmm. it was like individual little books. Mm-mm. Man, that's just because I only brought my one book because all all of my books from her are already signed. I know, but I yeah, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like someone super famous. Yeah, yeah, I love Cami. The fun fact <laughs> that she wanted me to talk about <laughs> was that. Um, with the two of them writing these books, what they did is they would go, one would write one chapter and then the next person would write the next chapter and then the other one would write the next chapter and so on and so forth. And that's kind of how this chapter got, or this chapter, this book got made. Yeah. That's <laughs> so cool. Cause I, I really, after you told me that, tried to listen mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. there's like no difference. They did a really good job. They do really good. I also love it because they're huge nerds and you can tell because like 
in the second book, there's a graveyard and one of the headstones is a weeping angel. So for anyone mm. who's a Doctor Who fan, you second you hear weeping angel, you freak out. Mm-hmm. And I remember the first time I read these books, I saw that and freaked out and tweeted and was like, I think Cammy Garcia and Margaret Stoll are Whovians and like sent a picture of the page that I was reading. And I think Margaret retweeted it and I was like, oh, they are. <laughs> How cool is that? Yeah. And Link always calls everyone in the caster community Jedis and things like that. And it's mm-hmm. just, it's fantastic. That's fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and the director is Richard LaGravens. La, yeah. LaGravens? LaGravens? LaGravens. You know, I realized that I would sound like such a better reader if I just went for it. Yeah. But you always, LaGravens. Well, that's because when I do go for it, you're like, start laughing at me because i get it wrong <laughs> you just gotta be like my support over here do it i'm gonna add extra well, m's and n's and you just gotta be like yep i can't do that and then lagrave lagravens <laughs> what did we agree with lagraveness lagraveness lagravens l-a-g-r-a-v-e-n-e-s-e la grave the graveness all right well he also did the screenplay for it mm-hmm. and the audiobook reader was kevin t collins it is the same mm-hmm. guy yeah it is it's almost like he went through puberty but i think he's already old <laughs> <laughs> like, we're talking about from the first book to the fourth book because i got breed do audiobooks oh, yeah. for the yeah. series yeah because i wanted to read the whole series again and <laughs> i was going but- on because this is by far one of the coolest audiobooks I've ever listened to because they add sound effects. So, mm-hmm. like, there'll be a battle and you can hear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just like that. You hear the fire in the mm-hmm. background. You hear, like, cups breaking and windows shattering and mm-hmm. music <sighs> or, like, when yeah. they're in a vision, there's music for the vision. Mm-hmm. Or- and there's like a yep. a song in this one called uh, 16 Moons and they actually play it mm-hmm. and it's very cool. It, it gets stuck in my head every book. I'm like sitting there. 17 moons. <laughs> 18 moons. 19 moons. <laughs> Why are there so many moons? <laughs> um, but yeah, but on the fourth one, well, the problem was, was I have too many books that I wanted to read. And I knew that reading this book was going to make me want to read the series. Mm-hmm. So when she said that, I was like, oh, that sounds cool. Especially since. So the book that I was reading with Twilight, Red Rising, the author actually just released a snippet of that audiobook, mm-hmm. And that one sounds freaking legit as all heck because um, it too does the sound effects, but like spoiler in the book his wife dies and so the chapter that he like released was a snippet of when his wife dies and so it's kind of like it has a very hunger games feeling to it and so the wife is dying because she's a rebel and she's getting hanged and so you hear her as he's like talking about what he's seeing you hear her in the background kind of like no no don't no groaning and like things like that yeah and so that i'm like oh i cannot wait for that to come out because i'll listen to that even though i just read it but i was like that sounds so cool plus like that book the names are so weird because the wife's name is eo and it's just eo 
Oh. And so I was like, am I saying it right? Am I like uh, hearing this right? And I got confirmation from that chapter that I heard that, yes, it is right. Cool. But that made me want to listen to that. So when you said this one also had sound effects, I was like, oh, good. I can test this out. And yeah. So far, I have finished two books in a week. Yeah. See? It's good. <laughs> All right. And then let's keep going. So book came out December 1st, 2009 and movie February 14th, 2013, a Valentine's mm-hmm, Day mm-hmm. movie. Me and Sierra, that was where we were at. <laughs> on Valentine's Day. <laughs> yeah, because we were that losers who did not have a Valentine. We were in college. And so that's not a loser. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> that's a four year difference. You guys. All right. So which first did you read it or watch it? Read. You made me read it first. Yes, I did. Yes. I wanted you to like it. <laughs> <laughs> no withering heights on this one. No. <laughs> oh, I'm what if it is? <laughs> Could you imagine? No, you I know. Never by, know. By how you texted me. You are an open book. I know you. I trick you. <laughs> never know. <laughs> Stay tuned till the end and you'll find out. As she's already said like five times how <laughs> bad. <laughs> She's like movie all the way. <laughs> all right. Uh, why do we pick this? No, you're jumping ahead. Our initial thoughts. Oh, it's because my bullet, my heading is up. Thanks. <laughs> initial thoughts. <laughs> I usually don't read the caption. I read the. the well, then why do you have the caption? Because it's a reminder in case I'm like initial thoughts. What's that mean? <laughs> uh I freaking I love this series so freaking much. It's such a good fun series. I really liked it. Mm-hmm. 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 It was fun. It was uh, it was very Harry Potter mixed Twilight. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It brought in the witches and it brought in the love. Yeah, it was very but, good. Like I was telling Allie, one of my favorite things about this series is it's very like Ethan and Lena don't really win. In any of the books. Yeah. Yeah. You don't know about the other books. No. But they survived this one, but it wasn't. It's not a happy ending. It's a good-ish ending with casualties. Mm -hmm. And that kind of is just how the story keeps playing out. Yeah. And I like that because I'm like, these these kids actually have to face some troubles Mm -hmm. and tribulations. Yeah. That's good. Mm Mm-hmm. I love this series. Go read it, guys. <laughs> now, why did we pick it? Because I love this series. <laughs> Go read it, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to do that, but then I was like, man. Um, I also had a slight feeling that, because um, like with Harry Potter, when we did Harry Potter, we had eight books of a story like that. And then now we're getting into the series that aren't as long mm-hmm. so i was like i have a feeling we're gonna miss that epic story and like too many small ones will be sad and this one's only one mm-hmm. <laughs> sadly i know we'll <laughs> so. find out why in a second <sighs> okay all right with my Allie's super fun fact yeah Kay. oh funny i was gonna say this the first one yeah oh you could go you can share the first fun fact <laughs> since you know it. Okay. 
I, what's funny is I almost recorded myself saying this. How too. funny. Well, if you did, I wouldn't have put it in. <laughs> My bad. So in the snow sequence, the song playing over the scene is called Needle and Thread, which was written and recorded by Alice Englert, a.k.a. Lena Duquesne. And she recorded it in her hotel room in New Orleans, Louisiana, <laughs> during pre-production. <laughs> The writer and director wanted it for the movie. Yep. Mm-hmm. Cool. You knew one of my facts. I did. In not Twilight. I know. Wow. <laughs> That's surprising, actually. All uh, right. Fun fact number two. Okay. Ethan's failure to recite Charles Bukowski poem was actually Alden having difficulty remembering the order of the lines. That's one of my favorite scenes. <laughs> and it made a... Uh, Alice laugh. So he performed the poem perfectly in all the other takes, but the writer and director liked the idea of Romeo trying to impress Julia and screwing up. I like that a lot, actually. That's super cute. Yeah. So he did it. He did it right. How would you feel as an actor and be like, the one I screwed up on made it into the movie? Upset. Yes. That's so cute. That's great because I really thought that they did that on purpose. <laughs> well, now you know. Yeah, I'm gonna go watch it again. <laughs> like, yes, dude. Uh, All right, writer and director wanted little green screen as possible in the Castor holiday dinner sequence, and cool. so the set was built with the tables would spin, and the actors and actresses were bolted on bolted chairs so they were legit like <laughs> spinning. spinning and acting as they had Dude, to do this that would be so tough wouldn't that be hard more props to them because they did good <laughs> like, right could you imagine i would throw up they were it was like fast at least alden had got to sit there and act like like he was, was nauseous sick. already yes <laughs> uh, uh. Okay, I felt bad for this one. J.D. Evermore appears... Wait, as, you didn't even finish all of it. It's all just a bunch of stuff. It's just more details. Okay. That's fine. J.D. Evermore appears as Ethan's father, but was <laughs> cut from the movie. So his dad was supposed to be in the movie, but he was cut out. Ah. Oh, Isn't that sad? That sucks. Yeah. <laughs> okay, this one made me laugh. Okay. This film was greenlit into production to fill the empty void of paranormal teen romance after Twilight 2008 <laughs> franchise ended the prior year. Uh, this film would ultimately bomb at the box office, killing off any plans for a sequel. Warner Brothers had already purchased the film's rights to all four books, but nope, it bombed so bad. They were like, eh, never mind. And they're just not going to? Nope, I don't think so. They came out in 2000, what? 13. 13. It's been 10 years. Oh, Ugh, gosh, it's been 10 years. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> College 10 years ago. Gross. Um, that's so sad. Give someone else the rights. Well, I'm sure they're up for or avail availability. Well, they should, actually. Yeah. But I need someone to go get them. I should go get them. I'll make go. these books into series. There you go. I bet Cammy would give you permission too. Oh, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you got Cammie. it in. <laughs> Let's do this. <laughs> Except for I'll go get Alden back. 
<laughs> you're Maybe old. Ten you years were, older. You were now. just in cocaine, Bear. It's fine. <laughs> Let's do this. That's right. Is that who that was? Oh my god! The one who's crying all the time. Yes, I knew I recognized him. Yeah, he also plays Han Solo in Han oh. or Solo. <laughs> oh yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. I love Alden. All right. Before we start this comparison, guys. Um, I am apartment sitting this week while we're recording a few of our episodes. So if you hear some puppies in the background, it's because I'm watching two dogs and two cats. Yes, and we recorded half and half. Yeah, so. we did the intro for... And outro. Beautiful Creatures and Water for Elephants Ugh. at my house. <laughs> <laughs> and then we're recording them here, so... Yeah, so our comparisons might um, sound a little bit different. Yes. And you, <laughs> and you could probably hear Aspen look cleaning herself right now, and Roscoe's trying to love on us. <laughs> They're such good. They're so good. And thank you to Megan and Michael mm-hmm. for letting us record here. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, you guys rock. Okay. Are we ready? I'm ready. Okay, let's do it. All right. So. Let's start. So Ethan wakes up regularly with nightmares. Ethan's our main character we follow. And he wakes up regularly with nightmares about this girl who keeps dying and he's trying to save. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and then all of a sudden he's getting ready and this weird song is on his iPod iPod, you guys. I I always call my phone an iPod, and the girls I babysit are always like iPod. <laughs> and it's called Sixteen Moons, and it's like this eerie song, and uh, yeah. And then he's going off to school with his friend Link, and they see a hearse drive by, or Ethan does. Link didn't see it. That doesn't happen in the movie. <laughs> uh, in the movie, first off, he dies. He's the one that dies at the end of his dream. That's right. <laughs> yeah. And he wakes up and goes on a run. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Okay. <laughs> All right. So we learn, you know, dog nipping and cleaning and everything throughout this they're, whole thing. They're getting ready to go to bed. I yeah. just took them out for the last time for the night. And so... We gotta clean our butts and everything. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. So back to the book. We learn that it's Ravenwood's niece, and Ravenwood is like the town shut-in old man and, Ravenwood. Yeah, and he's really like spooky. Like if you grew up and there was that like like haunted house scary man. <laughs> that, oh, all the rumors and stories Bradley. were made of. That's who this is. And so it's his niece who's driving the hearse and because it's his hearse. It's old man Ravenwood's hearse. Yeah. And uh, you can get up here. So it's uh-huh. like big news that this crazy man's niece is in town and she's brand new because this town is like Good girl. very southern and like, oh, we don't like our outsiders. It's stupid. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, that happens just later in the movie. Okay. Like once they're at school. Yeah. All right. So Ama, who is like, she's kind of like their housekeeper. 
Okay, yeah. But she's basically been in uh, Ethan's she, life. She's basically his mom. Yeah. Yep. And because his mom passed away. And so Ama is pissed that Ethan was late for school because he was late hanging out with Link. And I just loved when Ama got pissed because she had the best reactions and like lecturing and she was just so funny. I love her crosswords. Yes, yes. She had crosswords throughout the whole thing. So I'd randomly have her spell something to them. And being an audiobook, you a better spell. Does she still do that in the the like two, three, four? Yeah. Yes. Cause there's stuff that I can't tell you. Like I'm trying not to tell you because I want you to read it. Oh, it's fine. It's just I'm a very if I'm a slow reader, I'm an even slower speller. So she goes and spells things. Uh-huh. And I'm like, I don't know what she spelled. I like, know what's hilarious. Cause like when I'm reading it, you have the word. You can it, yeah. Read so it. I just read it. I don't do the like, uh, huh. <laughs> P L A. whatever. And so in the audiobook when that happens, I just ignore. One. Okay, good. Can I, I try was... to figure out what the word is based on like context? Yeah. Whatever he says afterwards to be like, Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> more often than not i'm like i don't know what exactly. okay spelled. yeah because i couldn't figure it out so anyways so um ethan talks to his dad which is like super rare because his mom died and his dad has locked himself in his study and it's just like it was really sad because ethan's like oh my gosh i talked to my dad that made me feel better about how i've handled cameron's passing i'm like oh good i don't <laughs> <laughs> lock myself away and not take care of my children um okay so then they go to school the next day and lena's getting picked on by all of the girls at school because she's you know different and unwelcome and ethan stands up for her and yeah. uh later in the day he hears 16 moons again and it turns out lena's playing it on her violin is that what she has viola viola so in the movie ama is not what ama is in the book she ends up being like the librarian in the movie mm-hmm. which sucks <laughs> you'll find out why then <laughs> <laughs> ethan's dad is not in it at all <laughs> nope and lena is getting picked on at school and ethan kind of stands up for her but so does link i know yeah yeah link didn't really in the books but I like that no. movie Link does. Mm-hmm. And the song is not a part of this. My note, I do say that at least the more important lines from the book are in the movie. Yeah. Because some of the more important ones were in the movie. It's just that they weren't in the right context. No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my next note is that I love the score of the movie. And I do love the score. This freaking music in this movie is amazing it is shocking i know right <laughs> let's find a movie that i don't like the music <laughs> all right so um ethan skips basketball because he, hear, he sees the hearse driving he hears that lena was playing the 16 moons he can't like wrap his head around all this so he's driving he's just trying to like clear his head and there's a thunderstorm happening and all of a sudden, he almost hits Lena, who is standing in the middle of the road, and her car's broken down. So he's like, "Come on, Tid, I'll take you home." And like, he had to do some convincing. But this happens in the well. Okay, so Ethan doesn't skip basketball. 
but he's just driving in a rainstorm, which first off, he's driving his own car. He's not driving the beater, which in the book, he always has to borrow Link's car. So that upset me in the movie because he has his own car. (laughs) I was like, dude. And Link didn't like come and pick him up from school. Ethan went to Link's house Mm -hmm. to get taken to school. It was to let us see Emma Thompson a little bit more, but yeah, (laughs) annoying. Um, and this happens. He almost runs her over Mm -hmm. and he's singing very badly to a song. Mm-hmm. And I think it's so cute. <laughs> Just like that. Exactly like that. Okay. So the next day, the mean girls, Savannah and Holly, Haley, what's Emily? Mm, sure. Okay. <laughs> Emily. <laughs> Don't know where I got Holly from, but okay. Oh, no. Haley, Holly. <laughs> oh, I don't even know. E, at least you got the E word. Right Maybe at the that's end. why. <laughs> okay. So. They're making fun of Lena again. And Ethan uh, starts to hear her voice in his head. Like, because she's just sitting there. And they're not really talking. But she's he's starting to hear her. And she gets up to sharpen her pencils. And Storm broke the windows. And she gets all cut up. And all the girls are like, oh my gosh. Like, it's her. It's her fault. And she, like, runs out. Right? She's the only one that's hurt. But yet, all these girls are freaking mm-hmm. out. Yeah. And Ethan runs out after her and he assumes she went back home. So he goes to her house and he opens the door because he knocks and it's unlocked. He opens the door and it's like this like quaint little almost looks like a quaint little apartment type of style. So how I took it like a normal house. Oh, that's not how I took it. Well, how'd you take it? I took it as the grand elaborate thing that the movie has it. I didn't picture the stairs in the center of the room, but I pictured this like... This very first time he goes over? Yeah. I thought the very first time it was like quaint and little, and then the next time it's the elaborate. No, I like... I never pictured it little. This time it just didn't... It wasn't like I guess little beautiful. Is a, little is not the right word. I still picture him like walking in having this like expansive open layout with like grand stairs going upstairs and like still a crazy big house it's just looking drab but okay. not as drab as it does later on in the book okay that's how i took what it. did you take it as readers listeners readers. you're our listeners not our readers <laughs> we are the readers oh gosh <laughs> it's gonna be a long episode you guys okay uh, oh okay so there's this like wolf dog when he opens the door and he has like Mm -hmm. these weird human style eyes it's just weird and he leaves and he goes to like this sort of garden area thing i didn't know how best to describe it yeah greenbrier it's it's just a plot of land that's like the there was a house there but it's broken down so it's not there anymore and it's overgrown with plants yep and so this is where he finds lena and uh we find out that lena has (laughs) what Lena's been also having bad dreams. Oh, because Ethan realized Lena is who he's been having these dreams about. Mm-hmm. And so we find out Lena has also been having these dreams about Ethan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the movie, the breaking of the windows happens, but <laughs> Lena doesn't get up to go sharpen her pencil. So it's also it, like during the day. 
Yeah. And it, they just break, right? It's not during a storm or anything. Yeah. Yeah. Like, because <sighs> she's not getting made fun of. Mm. It just happens because, like, they're starting to make fun of her. Oh. And then, boom, boom. Yeah. So that's how that happens. And Lena is nowhere near the window. So, of course, all the other girls are who gets hurt in the movie. <laughs> and Ethan goes and checks on Lena. <laughs> yeah. In class, are you okay? <laughs> was this when the girls started doing their prayer? Or was that later? No, this was. No, I'm pretty sure it was this. I thought that was so funny. <laughs> I'm like, oh gosh, these girls. <laughs> What's sad is in a small southern town, I could see that happening. Oh, I totally could. <laughs> so then she doesn't storm out of the classroom. So then he's just like going to check up on her just to go and check up on her. Yeah, I thought that was so weird. Yeah. And then there's no there's no dog in this movie. I know. It's the worst. <laughs> it's the worst change they no, did. He's like a <laughs> wolf more than a dog. But I know, but... Oh. Oh my gosh, she was so cute and sweet. <laughs> Thing movie, We're cute sweet. and sweet. Yeah, I mean he's supposed to be evil and tough and but man, in my what? head he's a well, cute little pup. In the movie, I also felt like they were playing into Ethan and Lena really being the reincarnate of Genevieve and Ethan, mm-hmm. and it was definitely brought up in this scene where he finds her in Greenbrier. Yes, and what we're talking about is that Ethan finds a locket and like buried in the dirt. I am buried just in the dirt, and he picks it up, and they both kind of touch it, and they get a flashback, like they're transported to the Civil War, and at that location they're at, there's a house burning down. A girl named Genevieve was there, and she's running around, and people are chasing after her or was it just the war in general just the war and uh and there's a guy named oh wait no the guy's not there yet is it no he's not there yet it's just no, genevieve it's right just now genevieve, yeah and um they transport back to real life and they're like what the heck was that and uh the locket has lena's birthday on it february 11th was her birthday i think mm-hmm. and in the movie it's december 21st <laughs> And There's a reason why that got changed. Yeah. And I'm not happy about it. <laughs> it also has Ethan's initials on it. Yeah. How interesting. I wonder mm. why. I do like the scene in the movie after the first vision when Ethan wakes up and he comes down freaking out. I was like, Emma, how did I get back? <laughs> yes, that was funny. Because <laughs> he gets like, he wakes up like in his bed. Yeah. And he's like, this isn't where I was. I was over. I was checking on Lena. <laughs> Which, in the book, he did just stay in the same spot. So mm-hmm, it was mm-hmm. They just came right on back out. Yeah. From, which also makes no sense because the visions happen in all the books. <laughs> so. So interesting. All right. How are you going to make all of these into a movie if you're... Screwing them all up. Yeah. <sighs> okay, so... Ethan heads home and he... Sh- oh, wait. Did you want to talk? Or you kind of did. Already. Okay. Ethan heads home and he shows Emma the locket. And she freaks out. She, like, tells him to go bury it. She never wants to... Pee- <laughs> she- what? You're not good? 
All my notes have been from the start of the movie. Hold on. What? I forgot the Genevieve and Ethan thing actually is like, it gets shown right at the start of the movie, which I thought was really stupid. I realized because <laughs> towards the end of this first page, running is a thing. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So hold on guys. Let's back it up. Let's play catch up. <laughs> Jeez Louise. Um, I talked about that. One thing that is very different and changes the whole <laughs> four books is in this movie, they're juniors and not sophomores. Yeah. Oh, how dare she sit next to you and not pet you. I know, I'm so sorry. Um, so yeah, that was dumb. Also, Ethan was the one who was cooking breakfast and not Emma, which we kind of talked about. Oh, yeah. the Another difference that was weird is the dad does get brought up in the movie. But when it gets brought up that he's locked away in the study, they're like, well, that's weird. Why is he locked up in the study? Rather than like, this is how dad's been since oh, how forever yeah, ago. You're right. Also, in the movie, Link's dad is dead. <laughs> Yep. And that's kind of a big change. <laughs> One thing you didn't mention is Lena has numbers written on her hand. Mm -hmm. That's important, Allie. I mean. It's her countdown to her 16th moon. Yeah. <laughs> that's important. <laughs> Especially since in the book it's 152 days till her thing, but in the movie it's 104 also, why was the number CGI? Why couldn't they write that on Sharpie on her? I didn't notice it was CGI. It was CGI. It was really <laughs> badly CGI. <laughs> oh, yeah. I didn't talk about Ethan rambling about the Titanic in the rain. I loved that part in the crash scene because he's trying to get Lena in his car so that he could drive her home. And he's like, this is when he starts rambling and very sweetly is like, I never understood why Leo couldn't get on the door or why they couldn't take turns. <laughs> <laughs> then she's like, I've never seen Titanic. And he's like, you really aren't from around here. <laughs> That's because the movie plays the same or the movie theater plays the one movie over and over again Ooh. for six months or whatever. Oh yeah. Instead of finding the locket at Greenbrier, Ethan just has the locket and he like goes to give it to that's right lena as a welcome to gatlin gift and then now i think i'm caught up okay <laughs> i guess i'll throw this out because this doesn't happen in the book but uh the small community is talking about how lightning keeps striking in the same spot mm-hmm which was never a thing in the book. Nope. And it doesn't even make sense why it's a thing in the movie. Not really. I mean, it's where everything happens at the end of the movie, but stupid. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Ethan goes to his great aunt's house and he does this every Saturday, I think, because he takes him to church. Yes. And um, he tries to get as much information from them about the locket as he can because they are super old and they were around they they know things right but they're also 
old and well they're his like great aunts not just his aunts right. so they've right. been around for a long time and so they probably know who this person is yeah but and they're also you know going to see Nile too so he's like man are they <laughs> based on book one they are <laughs> Um, so he's trying to get information and so the initials are his great 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 uncle some type of greats uncles Mm -hmm. and um they determine that genevieve duquesne (laughs) is Mm -hmm. uh lena's that girl's her great 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 grandmother right was it oh yeah 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 and so See, I always, whenever I read this book, I always get caught up on this because I'm like, how would you feel if you found out that your great, great, great uncle was trying to get with her great, great, and in my head it was always great, great aunt, but now that I'm realizing it's her great, great grandmother, isn't that even creepier? Yes. (laughs) But, I mean. (laughs) At least they didn't get the gal. (laughs) I mean, there's theories out there that we're all related somehow, so. (laughs) Look at this. (laughs) Truth. And so he takes them to church and as he's sitting there, he touches the locket again and he's transported into another vision and the war is happening and his great uncle is dying and he asks Genevieve if she'll marry him still. She's, that doesn't make sense. She wasn't, he wasn't dying yet. He didn't get shot yet. Yeah, but the whole thing is that Genevieve's family doesn't want her with a mortal and so... He's like, don't worry about them. I still love you. Like, we can still make this work. Let's just get married. It'll be fine. All right. So we don't know that yet, but he's yeah begging her to marry him still. Oh, we also we... don't know about everything that is wrong with mortals and casters. Yeah. <laughs> sure. This does not happen in the movie. <laughs> okay. Cool. Good talk. All right. So Ethan lays in his bed and he hears Lena talking to him. So like, they're like... Doing walkie-talkies back to each other. It's just super cute, laying in their own beds. And he had a nightmare that night that Lena was drowning. What? Jesus, I'm not caught up. Oh, gosh. Okay. I'm almost caught up, and I had talked about part of this already. But the main thing that we need to talk about, I was confused because I was like, Emily starts praying in class because Lena, obviously, we were wrong about when that happens, and then Lena's not injured by the window. Oh. <laughs> Nope, we were right. But the one thing that I did want to say is when the lightning strike is continually striking, this is also when all the kids start talking about how Lena's parents, excuse me, uh, about how Lena's mom killed her dad. And this doesn't get brought up until way later in the book. Mm -hmm. Okay, caught up now? Yeah. Okay. I'm caught up with everything that I wanted to talk about. Okay. So, Ethan's laying in his bed, and he's hearing Lena talk to him, like walkie-talkie style. And uh, <laughs> he had a nightmare, and Lena's drowning again, but he, like, is not being able to save her. It's just, it's just, he, he's just frustrated. <laughs> and so... You sound fresh. <laughs> I just don't know what I'm trying to say, you guys. I'm very tired. Uh, so, at the, at school the next day, the DRA, which is like... D-A-R. Thank you. <laughs> D-A-R? Yeah, Daughters of the American Revolution. Okay, that makes more sense. It's also a Gilmore Girls thing. That's how I know. 
<laughs> Some southern thing. <laughs> I actually think I technically could be part of it because I think my grandma was part of it. Oh, have fun. But I don't want to be a part of it. I'm good. From everything I've seen and heard. Yeah. Not great. Yeah, I don't really care about that. So basically, they're just like trying to get Lena kicked out of school. And and the lead of the DAR is Link's mom. Mm-hmm. And so they he plan he, he plans to go see Lena after school because she's I think she left, right? She's just not there or she left. Lena? Yeah. She just left. She left. Yeah. Yeah. I guess what I'll just start doing is I'm just going to start. I'll talk about what happens in the movie as you get to it. And then I'll just say that that doesn't happen in the movie. Yeah, sounds good. All right, because that happened in the movie, right? D-A-R was there. Not yet. D-A-R doesn't ever really get brought up. No, but Link's mom's trying to get her out of school, so. Link's mom's at the lightning tree praying. Oh. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, so he is now at Ravenwood to supposedly give Lena her homework, but mm-hmm. he just wants to check mm-hmm. on her. Mm-hmm. And Uncle Macon's like, oh, won't you stay? And he's really surprised because Uncle Macon looks nothing like he thought he was going to. And the house doesn't look anything like it did the other day. So, like, the inside is just changed. And so we find out that... Macon was a fan of Ethan's mom, her books. And um, Ethan eventually brings out the locket and Macon freaks out like Ama did. And he says he's doing everything to protect Lena until her birthday. And uh, Ethan just needs to go and all the lights start burning out and the candles. He lights them with just his hands. And it's like everything's flying across the room. And Ethan's like, what? So finally they leave. And he's like, Lena, what the heck is happening? Tell me. And she takes him home. She's like, I can't, you know, I can't. And then she leaves and he's just like, oh my gosh, what is happening? But then she comes back and she shares that they are a family of casters, which is AKA witches, but that's a derogatory term in their world. Yes. So don't call them a witch. They mm-hmm. are casters. Mm-hmm. So in the movie, when Macon invites Ethan to tea, not dinner, <laughs> uh, Macon starts doing some witchy shit <laughs> that he's really not supposed to be able to do. Um, he like starts making Ethan talk about stuff that Ethan. Yes. <laughs> so weird. It was really weird, but I really like how uh, Alden plays that, where he's like talking about it. And then he's like, wow, um, okay. And then he like gets up to leave. <laughs> it was funny. Um, I didn't like how there was no kitchen in the movie. Mm-hmm. In the book, kitchen is a big, it's a character that you never see. But all throughout the books kitchen gets brought up all the time because kitchen makes great food until a certain book but in the movie Macon tells Lena to go make the tea herself yeah (laughs) because he wants alone time with Ethan Uh this is also in the movie when you find out that 
the school has put Lena on probation. And not because of Link's mom, but because the school thinks that she's a danger to everyone. And then after Ethan leaves their house, Macon ends up like, Macon made Lena cry and he never really did that in the book because he loves her so much that he like wants the best for her and doesn't want to hurt her. Mm-hmm. And so he just turns and yells at her and then she balls her eyes out and runs upstairs. Sad. Uh, it was. Well, <laughs> so Ethan and Lena are hanging out pretty regularly now, and so he invites her to a movie, and it was so cute. I loved that scene where he's like, kind of nudging her with <laughs> his shoulder, and like they're just playing like the awkward high school, like, oh, I like her, but does she like me <laughs> like that type of thing? <laughs> and they get there, and all the uh, kids from school are there because it's Friday night, and they have one movie theater, and they're judging, passing judgment, and. They're watching the movie and they accidentally touch each uh, the locket, which is in Ethan's pocket. <laughs> locket in the pocket. <laughs> and they go into another vision. And this time they watch Ethan's great, 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 great uncle get shot and die. Mm-hmm. That happens, but not right away. Not right after this. Because in the movie, Ethan then goes and asks Emma about if she knows anything about the locket. Nama doesn't do her voodoo like she we'll find out she'll do in the book. When he's talking to Emma about the locket, she tells him to go and bury the locket in Greenbrier, even though he is the one who had the locket. Like he didn't right. find it at Greenbrier. So she's like, go bury it in That's Greenbrier. True. So then Ethan wants to go talk to Lena after all this. Cause actually now is when after the dinner thing is when they have their random, their random, their vision from Greenbrier. Like Lena comes out to talk to him and they go into that. And that's when Ethan's asking Emma about this. So then Ethan's like, okay, I'm going to go and talk to Lena again. But Megan has now put spells on Ravenwood so that Ethan can't go to Ravenwood. Right. <laughs> there's a, there's a weird scene where Ethan's walking through the gates and as he gets closer to the gate, it like turns him around and then he tries to walk back and it turns him around again. And honestly, when I was a kid, I had a nightmare. I was stressed about something. I remember my second grade teacher being in this nightmare and my school counselor. But do you remember the old school like screensaver on computers? That was the maze where like you would be walking down yes, and I, stop and flip. Yes. I had a nightmare that was me going down the maze and I got to the dead end and my teacher was there and it flipped and I had like walked oh my back gosh. and I found my counselor and it flipped. Yeah. So this scene makes me think of that. <laughs> <laughs> so then Ethan gets to Lena's room somehow. I can't remember. I think she makes the little trellis thing for him to climb up. I know she makes it for him to climb down, but I can't remember why he gets in her room. But then we're in her room, and there's no writing on Lena's walls. Also, apparently... Oh, wait. There's no writing on the walls until Ethan asks her what all she can do, because he's found out that she's a caster. And then she's like, oh, look. And it clears up, and there's her room in the sky (laughs) with writing on the walls. Yeah, it was so weird. And then... Apparently, the binding of the house affects Ethan because 
we find out way later in the book that the Ravenwood is bound by magic to protect Lena, but in the movie it affects humans when in the book it does not affect Ethan. Mm -hmm. Then Lena gets all mad at herself about telling Ethan about her powers. She's like, we're not supposed to tell mortals about this. And she gets all upset. But then one of my favorite scenes is when Macon like calls up to her or something. And she's like, you got to go. And he's like, well, will you go out with me? Let's go to a movie. And she's like trying to say no. And then she's like, fine, but only if it's like a regular date. And he, she makes the thing for him to crawl down. Uh-huh. <laughs> she's like, you got to make it like a regular date. And he goes, I won't even call you after. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny. It's like good. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. So, uh, so next week at school, they're the complete outcasts. Like no one wants to. Oh. When they go to the movie, they do have the vision, but it was weird because it was like on the screen. Yes, I didn't like how they did that at all. Yeah, it was so weird. Yeah, and then. Uh, she screams and runs out of the theater. Yep. Yeah. And this is also when we see Ridley. But that would be for the second time. Wow. They go to the movies way later in the movie. You're right. They do. Yeah. So I'll talk about that later. (laughs) Okay. So. As I said, next week they're complete outcasts, except Link. Link is okay hanging out with them, which is I was happy to know because at the start, even Link was like, dude, you got to not hang out with this chick. She's like bad news because he's on the uh, basketball team with him and he's hanging out with all the basketball guys. But finally, he's hanging out with uh, mm-hmm. Ethan again, which was nice mm-hmm. to see. Um, I know That's why I realized I was like, he's my favorite character, but in this book, he's not. Not the greatest. So he gets way better. As they're playing basketball, a really pretty blonde shows up and she's sucking on her lollipop and she just goes straight to Ethan. She's like, takes him to Ravenwood and she's like, Hi, boyfriend. Yeah. And we find out this is Ridley. It's Lena's cousin and she's here for the gathering, which Lena had told uh, Ethan about. It's like a holiday for casters. And, um, oh, that makes it in the movie when he asks her out he's like can we go to the movies tomorrow and she goes we can't because of the gathering oh. and explains this to him okay that makes sense and so they get there and ethan like invites her in because she's i just went <laughs> so she's like put a spell on him so he's like invites her in and all this sort of stuff and no one's happy to see ridley and Ethan's like frozen and Ridley and Lena are having a very heated argument casting argument and eventually she yells for her to get away from her boyfriend this is the first time boyfriend and girlfriend is mentioned Mm-hmm. yeah but then Ethan doesn't totally like believe it <laughs> Yeah, it takes them a while to call each other it. (laughs) Um, I'm trying to figure out how I'm still doing this. Like, I realized I had a thing. I don't know if you just go like I don't know, explain the fight and everything like that. Okay, so in the movie, 
we see Ridley come into town way earlier to kind of like introduce Ridley before we see her come up to Ethan. And I kind of liked that. And um, in this fight, Ridley basically is like yelling about a whole bunch of things because this is where we learn a good chunk of the exposition of the book. And in this, we find out about a curse that's on the Duquesne family, which was never mentioned in the book during this part. <laughs> and this is when um, Ridley says that it it's a curse only for female casters, but in the book, it's all casters. It's just anyone in that family line is set in this curse. This is also when we find out that Macon is a dark caster. She is not in the book. No, he is something completely different in the book, which upset me because that is super important <laughs> for other books. <laughs> um, and then, um, yeah, the fight was cool because Allie's fun fact it wasn't green screen most of it so they were actually spinning which oh my god i would have thrown up so bad <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. it was like they were spinning uh, faster than like the scrambler or different mm-hmm. rides like that mm-hmm. and they have to act while doing that oh, well i gosh. think part of your fun fact that you didn't say was like it's on the scale of one to ten for how fast it can go uh-huh. it was at an eight <laughs> i think so yep that Actresses are spinning it at eight. Yeah, that's insane. Three days to shoot. Yep, it took three days to shoot. And <laughs> the director was a mo- uh, victim of motion sickness. Oh, that sucks. So he had to take a dram- Dramamine. Is that how you say it? Yeah, Dramamine. To even direct it. He didn't even have to spin. He just watching it, he had to take a Dramamine. <laughs> <laughs> Yet he wants everyone else to watch. He's like, you do it, but I'm like, yes. <laughs> Uh, all right okay so ethan wakes up super confused but lena's there and tells him everything that happened and we learn each family member's power like uh ridley is a siren so basically controls whoever which she wants to and we find out that they can't choose if they're going to be a light or dark caster it gets chosen for them and ethan's just like why what that makes no sense just choose and he's like you can't choose it just happens and uh lena's like we can't be together because i'm probably gonna go dark and i'm just gonna kill you and it's just bad news and uh that happens okay so ethan then sees Emma leaving late at night and he Except felt one thing i did want to say okay because that happens but this is also their first like make out scene in the movie mm-hmm. and with how things happen in the book okay i'm just gonna say this because this is one of my biggest pet peeves with the movie. So towards the end of the book, we find out that when mortals and casters are together, if they get physical with each other, the mortals die. And so every time Ethan and Lena even hold hands, it's, it's like an sucking sh- his like energy. It's like an electric shock he feels too. Mm-hmm. For this book. But um, <laughs> it changes. <laughs> Um, but 
they just keep making out in the movie and like nothing happens and i'm like you're supposed to be hurting (laughs) you're supposed to be dying her little like cousin who is a healer is supposed to hate being close to them (laughs) just keep healing them (laughs) all right so Ethan sees Amma leaving that night, so he follows her. And she's meeting up with Macon, which is shocking because she is going on and on about how she does not like Macon. And they spoke about Ethan and Lena, and Amma gave Macon a bracelet and told Lena to wear it. And uh, they believe that Ethan has some sort of powers because he was able to let Ridley into Ravenwood, which no one's allowed, like, can, is supposed to be able to do. And we learned that like Amma is like talking to the people from beyond. The greats. She's like a seer and all this sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. In the movie, Ethan does not follow Amma to the swamp. And it's a scene between Macon and Amma, and they basically go at it, not, <laughs> not go at it. go at each other. <laughs> That would be a whole different movie. <laughs> um, but Macon, I can't remember if it's Macon or Emma, one of them, then is like, Seraphine charmed the locket. I'm like, no one's supposed to figure that out until later. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, oh, and they don't say anything about Ethan having powers. And Emma doesn't give Lena a bracelet. Nope. Okay. So, Lena's in a super good mood. And Ethan noticed. And he's like, why is she so happy? And he saw the bracelet. And they went to see if the locket still worked for Visions because she's wearing the bracelet. And it doesn't. So, they took the bracelet off and they were able to see another Vision. And Genevieve tried to save Ethan. That's so confusing with them, the same names. <laughs> um, and she tried to stop the blood from the bullet. And when they came back, there was blood. That was something I liked with the visions. It like mm-hmm. always something came back with them. So like this mm-hmm. one, there was like piles of blood and then like they've come back where they are coughing cause they had the smoke in their throats and stuff like that. That doesn't happen in the three other books. Oh, With the visions, yeah. So there's more visions. Yeah. Ooh, interesting. Every book has visions. Cool. Just different characters' visions. Ooh. Different backstories, yeah. Funny, this is the one book where I actually like the backstory parts. You do, yep. Okay. And that didn't happen because Alma didn't give Mm-mm. her a bracelet. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Ethan gets home and... Oh, but what does happen here is the movie... Oh, they then. go to the movie and have that vision. That's where they see him get shot and blah, 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 blah. Okay. So Ethan gets home and oh. he... <laughs> well, that whole vision, I just realized that whole vision even shows her getting the Book of Moons and saving mm-hmm. him right then and there in that movie oh, theater. Yeah, they do the whole vision right Yeah, there. it's yeah. everything. So they do like the next two or three visions in mm-hmm. this one. In, in this one movie. vision mm-hmm. in the movie theater. Yep. Okay, so Ethan gets home and he hears his dad study unlock which is dad always locks his study so he kind of walks over there and the door is sort of open so he kind of pokes in but then Amma's there and shuts the door and locks it before he goes in and so then he goes and sees Lena 
And they went to speak to Marion, who is the school librarian, not school librarian, the town librarian. And um, she brought them back to the like private area where his mom's study was. And they see a picture of Genevieve there. And Ethan asks about the locket. And we just get all this information that this is like who his mom was studying before she died. And um, they go into a memory together and they invite Marion in with him. And Genevieve got the book of moon, got a book of moons, and per, but we don't know what it is yet. She's just got a spell book and performed a spell to save Ethan's life, but it didn't work. Lena broke out of this vision because she's freaking out because she's like, she went dark. You're not allowed to use magic like that. She went dark. I'm going to go dark, blah, 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 blah. And we find out that Marion is a keeper, which basically means she's the neutral party between casters and mortals. So she's known all about this forever. And there's a library for both. But unfortunately, the caster library is only open when the regular library is closed. Is closed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's open on weird days. Holidays. Yeah, but it wasn't open on Thanksgiving. It's open on Black Friday. Isn't that weird? I found that odd. That doesn't happen in the movie. Because Marion is not a character. No, Anna is. Mm-hmm. And Marion is like, Marion's super important in the other book. She was super important in this book. Yeah. So, <clears throat> so now it's Halloween and Ethan stays home because he was not invited to this like big party that's going on that Savannah always invites people to. And, uh, but Link's mom comes over and she wants to come in. Uh, but Ethan was like having trouble unlocking the door. And he kind of like made him click like, oh, no, I'm not going to invite this lady in. Mm-hmm. And she was almost like at a barrier. She couldn't go in. And uh, she was not happy when he said no. Mm-hmm. And so then he starts hearing Lena screaming in his head. So he runs to Ravenwood and he finds all her family around, standing around doing some type of ritual seance thing around her. And Ethan dives on her and basically saves her life. And they all realize, oh, he does have magic when it comes to Lena. He saved her. Jeez Louise, this movie is so screwed up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just realizing notes that I thought were for certain parts of the movie weren't even for the parts of the movie that I thought they were for. Yeah, so I don't. Well. Hopefully, this is making sense, guys. Because <laughs> let's be real, the m- movie makes no sense. This happens in the movie, but it does not happen. First off, it happens two and a half pages of notes that I haven't even said yet. <laughs> Later. Yeah. Yeah. This movie's so out of order and so whack. Um,. First off, in the movie at this part, I put a note that I was upset because they don't Kelt in the movie at all. So they don't talk to each other in each other's head. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't like that either. Yeah, it made me sad. I know. Especially that's that's a big part of the other books, too. (laughs) Big part of this one. Yeah. So then when Mrs. Lincoln comes over to Ethan's house. Mrs. Lincoln is really trying to get into his house. Like, it's not just like, oh, no. Oh, you can't let me in? Darn. She threw a fit and everything. Mm -hmm. She breaks the 
well, this is also at this point in the movie, we know that Mrs. Lincoln is Seraphine. Mm-hmm. So we find out way early in the movie that Mrs. Lincoln is Seraphine when this is something that gets spoiled. Seraphine yeah. is Lena's very dark mother. Mother. Yeah. And so at this point she says, uh how well I do have to say, I really like Emma Thompson's line of, well, slap my ass and call me Sally. Yes. <laughs> I think it's hilarious <laughs> hearing her say that. But then she goes, Lena, bound your house. Mm-hmm. When in the book, it's just Emma's voodoo that keeps yeah. her out. <laughs> I'm like, it's because Emma doesn't do voodoo in this. Yep. So then... Seraphine hardcore attacks Ethan. And so that's why Ethan ends up leaving the house because he's freaking out and he goes run to get Lena. And when he gets to the house, they're doing the blood circle binding thing, but Lena isn't hurt. She's not like knocked out. She's just sitting there and they're just protecting her for the day. And all Ethan had to do to break this circle was say no and like storm into the center of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the whole movie up until this point, like even after this point, everyone's like upset at Ethan for wanting to be with Lena and basically are like, you guys can't be together. But in the book, they're like, obviously he's powerful. Obviously he's got something like we should keep him around because he's obviously protecting her somehow. Mm-hmm. 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 Huh. All right. So now it's Thanksgiving and Amma invited Lena over, which shocks Ethan. And so as they're there, they time freezes. Like everyone freezes. But Ethan can still like sense and hear what's going on. And Amma and Lena are the only ones able to move and talk and everything like that. Because Amma used help from the beyond to freeze time so that she could have a private conversation with Lena. And she shares that this is when we find out that Seraphine, her mom is the most evil caster that there is. And she needs to wear that bracelet. And, uh, after dinner, Ethan takes her home, Lena home and Lena's pissed at making for not telling her. Cause she didn't know her mom was that evil of a caster. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She had no idea what happened to her parents. and No, she thought her mom and dad both died in the fire. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. When it was just her dad who died in the fire. Yep. Um, I wish that scene was in the movie because I love that scene. Yeah. But it's not in the movie. Nope. So then now the next day it's Black Friday, which means the caster library is open. And um, it is ginormous. And so they decide to do another vision to see if they can figure out exactly what book they're looking for. And this is when we find Genevieve uh, was not successful in her spell from the Book of Moons. And so way back when Ethan ended up dying anyways, and this turned Genevieve's eyes yellow and she became dark and evil. And there had been a curse on the bloodline that basically meant like, oh, all all future generations are going to be dark, you know, except for like, unless we pick a select few. And, um, she, Lena ended up starting to get taken by this dark magic by Seraphine. 
right? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And um, Macon ended up showing up and saving her. Him and Amma, because Amma came with him, started lecturing them about how how dare they come and do all this. And that uh, Ethan was like, well, we just need to find the Book of Moons. And he's like, the Book of Moons has been missing for over 100 years. <gasps> so this part happens. Well, okay, it doesn't happen exactly. But Amma takes him to the library because Amma is the librarian. And uh, and that's not really super necessary. Uh, the Book of Moons is just waiting for Lena in the library. Yep. <laughs> that was dumb. Mm-hmm. I was like, uh. One of my favorite parts is them trying to get it, which is coming <laughs> up right here. So we know that that won't happen in the movie. Yes. <laughs> oh, also, the Book of Moons has no writing in it. Like, it takes a minute for it to show up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, Lena has to be, like, all castery. All right. So next week at school, the Guardian Angels Club has started. And it's by Link's mom. And it's just more them trying to get Lena kicked out of school. And Ethan went to his great aunt's house and... They had found squirrels and they wanted him to go outside and bury nuts so that they could, you know, help them acclimate because they were baby squirrels, help them get used to hunting for themselves. And this kind of went on a tangent with them about how they'd want to be buried with the Bible or their cookbook or something like that. And Ethan's like, I know where the Book of Moons is. So he told uh, uh, Lena and... Lena, Aunt Del, Reese, and Ethan, so her aunt and cousin, went to dig up the book. And Lena and Ethan were trying to be all sneaky, but they ended up getting caught because I think it's Reese who can... Yeah, Reese is a Sybil, which means that all she has to do is look at your face and she can, she knows the truth. Yeah. And Aunt Del is able to show them what has happened in that spot over the years. So they were able to over like, the years and like what's about to happen. Yeah. So they were her power would be exhausting. confusing as hell. Yeah. yeah. So they were standing there and she was able to kind of project it. And they were able to see Genevieve get buried with the book, which was very handy because they knew if they needed to dig up the grave or not. Mm-hmm. And so they dug it up. And then uh Lena is a natural. So she just kind of like bends like every which ever thing she wants to so she kind of just made the the book kind of escape their minds so they have no idea oh and then genevieve's ghost is just hanging out there mm-hmm. yep mm-hmm. that didn't happen like yep. i said i know i really like that scene too <laughs> yeah it was a good one i like the book i just yeah. wish i did the fucking book <laughs> i know <laughs> hmm. all right so then they go to winter formal and Link shows up with Ridley. And right mm-hmm. then, you know, oh, great. This is going to be horrible. Mm. And right when there was a winter formal, I knew this was coming. Did you know when you were reading it? Basically, Carrie was going to happen. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just with how mean girls are picking on Lena. Yeah. It's like, oh, and now there's a dance. No, I was like, why does Lena want to go so badly? I know. So I, I was on Ethan's boat because Ethan wasn't going to take her. He was like she has no friends here yeah. why would she want to go everyone hates us yep and she's like oh i want the regular high school experience which i get but 
So basically, they do another dance in the later book, and uh, it turns out way better, and it's oh. actually really cute. Well, that's good because in this one, Lena and Ethan go to pose for a picture, and they're basically get carried where <laughs> instead of pig's blood, luckily they it was like fake snow was falling on them, but people put water in it, so all this like black sl- not black all this white sludge <laughs> basically fell on top of them. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ridley gets pissed. Like, it doesn't matter that Lena is not chosen darker light yet. She's just mad that Caster in general got made fun of like this. And uh, she just, like Carrie, makes the whole prom just (laughs) get destroyed. Mm. Winter formal, not prom. Oh, yeah, sorry. And so Macon shows up. And we find out that his dog, Boo, has basically his eyes. So anywhere Boo, Boo goes, Macon can see. Because so he's his seeing eye dog. It's so cute. And I don't want to do puppy. That doesn't happen in the movie. You're right. There's no dance in the movie. No. no. Okay. So let's keep going. Okay. So. But you're about to find. Nope. So there's a trial being held. Oh, wait. Yeah. To get Lena kicked out of school. Yeah. Well, you're about to finally be at where my notes, like where I started having to like shuffle through and figure out what I was going to say. Okay. And basically it's to get Lena kicked out and it's almost over. But then Macon, Boo and Marion show up. Miriam, Marion, <laughs> which was Mary, Marion with an N. Yeah. Show up and saves her. Like basically he's like calling everybody out like oh you know i own so much of this town and you know i own where that that motel is over there and be a real shame because so and so wouldn't be able to have his daytime flings over there blah 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 (laughs) and he's like calling everybody out oh my gosh it was so awesome Mm -hmm. so when i got to this part the first time i read it i forgot that i was imposing the movie into the book and i was like did you watch the movie first no no, I read the book first. Oh, you mean this time you read it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was like, so when I texted you, I was like, oh, shit's about to go down. It's because I was at this meeting and I know how it happens in the movie. And then I like halfway through, I was like, wait, this doesn't happen here. This is something they save until the end, which I wish they saved Seraphine until the end. But anyways, at this meeting, Macon shows up pretty early on and... Macon and Seraphine have a little chit chat right in the middle of because they do what Ama and Lena did and they freeze time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even remember that. Um. Yeah. And so this is when oh the meeting first off is supposed to be at the school, but it's happening at the church in the movie. My next note is Scar with five hearts because. I just love that Jeremy Irons <laughs> plays Macon because <laughs> he sounds especially like Scar in this uh, episode, <laughs> in this scene. So then Seraphine and Macon are just having this long chit chat and Seraphine is like, I can tell that your powers are fading. And I was like, what? <laughs> That's never, what? <laughs> That's not a thing in the book. So he doesn't have those type of powers in the book. Yeah, wow. And then they're chit-chatting. And 
Seraphine says that Lena doesn't have a choice for the claiming. She's just going to be dark. This is also when Seraphine says that her Lena's birthday this year is extra special because it's on the solstice. And my note here says that that's why they changed it. But then as I'm reading, a very big and very important character's birthday is on December 21st. And it's their freaking claiming moon. And so how the hell are you going to buy all four rights and then change her birthday when it's a different character's birthday? That's just what's shocking to me. Like if they had only planned on having it one bir- one book, one yeah. movie. One birthday. <laughs> yeah. That's what I was going to say. Uh, I get it. Yeah. But, but if you're if planning you for planned four. on all of them, why would you change it so much? It makes absolutely no sense, especially it, since yeah. this character is not in this one at all. I know. And they're like, why did it bomb so hard? And it's like, because yeah. yeah. all your like well, fans went and saw it and were like, nope, don't go see it to their other fans. Also remembered that uh, their advertising for it sucked. Really? Yeah. I remember that was a big thing because everyone was expecting it to be a certain way and then it wasn't. And everyone's like, what kind of a movie is this? Oh, shoot. <laughs> yeah. So they just sucked all around with this one. Good job, Warner Brothers. Yeah. Thank you for screwing up one of my favorite books. <laughs> Everyone is continuing to ignore ignore Lena and Ethan. And this is really getting to Lena. Not necessarily that. Just the stress of her birthday coming up and everything like that. And she finally is like, Ethan, you know, we got to stop. And she breaks up with Ethan. And... He's super depressed. And so he goes to the library because he just wants to be close to where his mom is, which was her little office. And Marion is going through a pile of books because she said when she came in, all these books were on the floor and they seemed to have a message for her in them. And then Ethan found fresh rosemary in his mom's favorite recipe book and it was fresh. So it's like, uh, what? (laughs) And so it's like, maybe mom is sort of here still. And he goes, took the book home and he goes back to his house and he sees Lena sitting there and she made snow for him because he had mentioned how it never snows down there. Because they're in, where were they? They're in South, nope, South Carolina. South Carolina. And um, he's like, I have to show you something. And he brings her to his dad's study and he shows her how the lock like unlocks for him. And they go inside and they realize his dad has just been crazy because his dad has supposedly been locked up because he's been working on the next best book, but he's been working on the book that his mom died halfway through. Yeah. But they see that it's just like scribbles on paper. Like he's just been in there scribbling and Ethan freaks out at this and he like, you know, throws this is why my dad's been ignoring me. Yeah. He throws things. He's like, flings papers everywhere and everything like this and lena's like but look certain books when he tries to flip a page or throw it or something it always lands open on that same page and they realized it's an abc puzzle is that what they called it code there's a code that ethan and his mom used to do with each other all the time so like a would be one and or one would be a so like page 26 would be the letter z type mm-hmm. of thing and so they unscrambled it and the code was claim yourself mm-hmm. <gasps> Ooh. Mm-hmm. 
doesn't happen in the movie. <laughs> does not. So they keep trying to figure out what to do with this book of moons because they found it. They dug it up, as we said, but they can't decipher it because it's in Latin or whatever. And Lena's freaking out and there's only a week left and they're having nightmares regularly. So bad that Ethan's trying to stay awake as long as he can, but he fell asleep and Macon came over. He woke up and he saw Macon leaving. And this is when we find out that he's an incubus. Yes. Basically a vampire that eats dreams. Mm -hmm. And there are blood incubuses, but he's a dream one. Yeah. And he's been eating a very specific part of Ethan's dream every night. Mm-hmm. And Ethan's like, just tell me how it, because Ethan knows it's, he's eating the end of his dream. Mm-hmm. He's like, just tell me how it ends. We can figure it out. Because it's like, his dreams are that, you know, Lena keeps, like, he has he can't save Lena. Mm-hmm. He's like, I just need to know how it ends. And he's like, nope, I'm but you doing don't this. don't need to know. Yes. So, Macon does come into Ethan's room but it's to tell him about Genevieve because <laughs> he's the not in, he's a caster in the movie yeah, he's not. not an incubus so he's not there to eat his dreams so yeah he comes and gives backstory on Genevieve in the movie <laughs> so weird in the middle of the night because yeah. why not yeah I also put a note here that says Seraphine's using Ethan which makes me think that this is when like Macon also says that Seraphine's using him to get to Lena, which I also think is stupid because that's not the case at all. Oh, yeah. Big difference in the vision where Genevieve had the Book of Moons and was trying to save Ethan. She heals him and then she kills him in the movie. Oh, yeah. I thought that was stupid. (laughs) That's not at all what happens in the book. So every day that's getting closer to Lena's birthday, uh, she's becoming more distance, distant. And Link told Ethan that him and Ridley, oh, because Ridley and Link are like a couple now. Like it wasn't just the dance. It's like they're together. Like he got a tattoo of Ridley and everything. <laughs> um, I love them. <laughs> and so, um, so they're going to throw Lena a birthday party. And Ethan's like, no, that's a very, very bad idea. Um, but it's also the same day is the reenactment of the Battle of Honey Hill, which is like a big thing down there that every year these mm-hmm. sophomores have to reenact it, reenact <laughs> it. And um, so it's Lena's birthday ceremony and it's like interrupted and they're so fast. Like they were in the middle of a, like their seance thing, but they hear a knock at the door and then it's like, boom, everything's like. They weren't in the middle of the seance. In the middle of something. They were all just chit-chatting. Like, Lena was introducing Ethan to Grandma and all that. No, they had all the... the they were book. getting prepared for it. Yeah, but then all of a sudden it was like... Everything was gone and it was like... They were sitting around the table singing, Happy birthday to you. Yeah. Yeah. No, they... Okay. We... I wish I brought my book. I didn't bring my book because I didn't think I was going to have to look anything up. But they like... They're just dressed up and they're like in their garb and stuff. And it looks like a dark birthday party, not a regular one. So then they had to make it look like a regular one. Okay. Um, so the knock on the door is Ridley with the freaking entire class. <laughs> and she's like magic to them all. 
Megan told her, no, you can't go. Like, why would you go to with this girl? She's like, come on, I just want to go. It'll be fun. And she gets all angry and stomps off to her room. And But Aunt Dell tells Ethan to go. And soon enough, like, Lena snuck out. And they have a great time. And so much fun. And Ethan and Lena tell each other they love each other. So sweet. Not not very well though. No, <laughs> they do it so awkwardly. It is really awkward. Uh, in the movie, some big differences to notice before we get to back to you. The Book of Moons is something that they kept bringing home and like reading together and stuff. In the movie, Ethan lets Lena just read it all by herself, and they leave it in the library, so they're not like studying it twenty four seven like they are in the book. Also, I have a question for you. Uh, As a first-time reader, watcher, what do you pick up on Macon and Lila's relationship? Who's Lila? Ethan's mom. Oh, yeah. Like, you knew that they were in love? Yeah. Okay. Because reading it, I was like, I wonder if this is just because I know. Well... I guess I didn't pick up that they were in love. I picked up that there was something much more Mm -hmm. than he was leading on. Mm -hmm. So I didn't, I guess I didn't know it was love. I thought it was just like an intense friendship, Mm. but it's their love. So he, she didn't love his dad. That's sad. She does. It's just, so she cheated on his dad. No. Her true love was Macon. Oh. And when he got claimed, things happened. Wow. That makes sense. And um, basically she was working to find a way for them to be together. But then things happened. She met Ethan's dad, fell in love with him. Mm. But that's kind of why they moved back to Gatlin. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But then I was also wondering, because I feel like in the movie, they kind of hinted at it way more. So did you pick up on it in the movie or did you still just think, OK, cool, because my next note was. Make it in Lila's relationship is way later. In the book. <laughs> well, not way later. It's literally what next the second book. book is all about. Yeah, but <laughs> no, I thought I, I mean, it was obvious that. They he did knew not each other. only know her from the yeah yeah stories yeah no it's because they were in love it's sad yeah I'll say one more thing okay because in the movie Macon also then lets Ethan know that to break the curse wait does he tell Ethan that I don't think he tells Ethan. Oh, no, no, no. Lena's. So they don't officially break up in the movie. But what happens is Lena's reading the book. And then she finds what she is looking for. And she shuts the door really quick because she knows that Ethan will come in and check on her. And she locks it. And Ethan comes and is like, Lena, did you find something? Mm-hmm. Let's talk. Like, you... You've been there for forever. Come on, let's go get some ice cream or something. And she's like, no, I really need to focus on this, blah, blah, blah. You should go home. 
And then once he leaves, she starts crying to Emma because to break the curse, the one that Lena loves has to die. Yeah. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> All right. So Link got Ethan away from at the in the book uh, from Lena out at the birthday party because mm. one thing that I should say before we get into the birthday party is that now Lena just makes Ethan forget about her. Yeah. Like magic him to not remember her. Mm-hmm. All right. So Link's like, Ethan, your dad's going to jump. And so like Link or Ethan's like, what? And so they run to go stop his dad. And sure enough, his dad is like about to jump off this building but it's because Ridley is making him want to jump. And this is when Link kind of breaks out of her siren. Like, what the is happening? And we learn that Ridley's job was just to get Ethan away from Lena. And he's like, oh my gosh. So he runs back to Lena. And here comes Mrs. Lincoln out of the woods and turns out it was she was Seraphine. How did you how did you imagine her coming out of her? I imagined her ripping in half. Almost like a skin. Like I don't even know. I don't think I've seen it in a movie ever, so I can't be like like in this. Uh-huh. But literally like ripping right down the middle in half, almost like a bodysuit. And then when she was out, then the body like got back together and just was like there, like okay, it's kind of how I imagined it too. But then I was like, I feel like that would kill her, but <laughs> I guess she doesn't die. So, well, that's the power of Reese. Yes. Nope, not Reese Ryan. Ryan. Yep. And so, okay. We also find out that Lena's uncle is also dark and he's been tricking everyone because he can like shapeshift and stuff. So he's been like hiding his yellow eyes because if you have yellow eyes, you're evil. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we find out that Lena does have a choice if she wants to be dark or light. Um, and Megan was keeping the secret from her. If she chooses dark, all of the light casters die, though. And if she chooses light, all the dark casters die. So you're like, Psh. Okay, so uh, Ridley would die, and but Macon would die too. Oh, okay, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Your thoughts are like, okay, so who cares? Because Ridley and uh, Seraphine, Seraphine and Lake and the uncle, but then Macon also counts because he's not a light mm-hmm. caster. Mm-hmm. So now she has to battle if she wants to kill Macon or all her other family, and also. She finds out her and Ethan can never be together or he'll die. This is when we find that out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Seraphine's like, oh, but I can make it so you two can be together. You know, trying to do the sneaky, sneakiness. and Evil Ma- thing. Yeah, Megan's like, uh, no. There's she, no way. <laughs> she doesn't know. That's, she doesn't believe in love. Like, wh- why would she do this to you? No, no. Mm-hmm. In the movie, Ridley gives Link powers. So that he can make a bullet up here. And Lena's birthday party doesn't happen at midnight when the moon's out. It happens in the middle of the day. Mm-hmm. When the moon's just like 
about to be out and you yeah. can kind of see what? it what? yeah i know that was that made no sense to me i was like huh and ethan actually goes and reenacts in the battle whereas in the book he skips that to go be with lena for her birthday mm-hmm. but i liked that they were like this is so dumb. You guys want to get out? You want to get out of this? Like Link and Link and Ethan. Ethan. Yeah. They're like, let's just shoot each other and be done. <laughs> you want to just shoot each other and go back to my place and watch the movie? Yes. <laughs> so they bring out their fake guns, but they shoot each other. Except for Link's got a bullet yeah. in his. Because of Ridley. Mm-hmm. That's what the power was. Mm-hmm. So. More are you good? Uh, I guess I could go a little bit more mm-hmm. because now Lena can feel that Ethan's been shot. And so she like freaks out and runs over there and links like, which I also think is super funny because don't you think if she's making Ethan forget about her, she would make Link forget about her? Because yes, she comes up to Link and Ethan and is like, Link's like, Lena, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Yeah, maybe she didn't think that far ahead yet. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, but then she goes all crazy and attacks Link. That's right. Yeah, she like throws him back. <laughs> it's like poor Link. I mean, he did just shoot her true love. <laughs> true, but <laughs> all right. So we are at this like weird battle thing that's going on mm-hmm. and so Macon's brother even shows up mm-hmm. and hunting yeah I like him and Macon and Boo are there and they get super badly hurt because the stupid snake man what's his name Larkin Larkin attacks Boo and then Hunter hunting 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 <laughs> attacks Macon is like so then now they're super hurt and so Ethan and Link are like we gotta go get help so they run to go get Ryan mm-hmm and but ryan can't go because she's not officially cast like 16th moon she's not chosen that's what it is Mm -hmm. and so but grandma's special power she can take powers and borrow them so she takes uh ryan's power and they go and uh save making a boo but then ethan gets stabbed by seraphine so then in the movie this is when Seraphine comes and it's like she's trying to talk to Lena. It's like, oh, use that heart to turn dark. But she never sheds Mrs. Lincoln's skin like she's supposed to. That's because they had to keep Emma Thompson and the whole thing. They didn't want to get rid of her. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. In the book, too, when all of this is happening, the reenactment is still happening and Lena obviously being the natural that she is is causing a storm to happen and so there's supposed to be oh wait no in the book there's the storm is only happening where lena is right or is it happening i can't remember if it's only happening where she is or it's happening around her i think it's only happening around her yeah and so in the movie the storm is happening at the reenactment yeah and so everyone's like freaking out like oh so then this is also uh, uh, I'm going to let you go first okay so now it jumps to Lena's point of view which was kind of cool because we think Ethan is freaking dead 
And so time freezes again because Amma's there and she brought the Book of Moons. And uh, they do the spell to bring Ethan back. And even though Lena's like, it's getting going to be dark. And she's like, ah, we got the whole whole other side of the veil here. We're going to be okay. And um, but the spell didn't work. But then all of a sudden now Uncle Macon is in Ethan's place. Dead. And she's like, oh, my gosh, that means Ethan must be around here somewhere. And so she wants to go find Ethan after she was sad for a little bit. She didn't just be like, oh, he's <laughs> <Yeah>. dead. All right. <laughs> Good. You're gone. Where's my dude? Uh, but she finds Ethan and he's still dead. So she's just laying on him crying. And then all of a sudden, Ethan kind of wakes up. And Ethan's really confused for the next few days. But people started to piece it together for him. And Lena had blocked that moon that year. So she took it away she didn't have a 16th moon so no one she couldn't get claimed mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden ethan hears a new song on his ipod called 17 moons <laughs> wonder what that means <laughs> i wonder so in the movie macon made himself look like ethan to get shot rather than i almost said genevieve rather than lena doing magic to try to save Ethan. That's right. I was trying to remember how. Yeah. Macon just shapeshifted into Ethan and Larkin wasn't a bad guy. Larkin was shapeshifted to look like Macon mm-hmm. at her party. Mm-hmm. And then Macon tells Lena that he promised Ethan's mom that he'd protect Ethan, which I was like, well, right. That was not ever like, I'm sure probably he did at some point, but it's not ever mentioned in any of the books. Mm -hmm. Lena doesn't ever use the Book of Moon spell to save Ethan because, well, it's Macon who died. (laughs) (laughs) Then Lena gets into a huge fight with Ridley and Seraphine, and she kind of makes Seraphine die. Um, it's, it's, it isn't like it doesn't totally look like she dies, but it also does look like she dies. It's so like, that if they had more movies, yeah, she didn't officially she, die. But if they didn't have more movies, she was dead. She died. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then movie continues. Ethan still doesn't know Lena and he is coming to say goodbye to Emma because him and Link are heading to New York and Lena's there and they stop and have a little chit chat. And then he's driving away. And then on his way out of town, he remembers Lena and he gets out of the car and yells at Lena. And her eyes go from being all gold to being one green, one yellow. Mm-hmm. So we don't know. Is she bad or good? I know. Okay. <laughs> but then my last note is oof. I remember why they didn't make any more. <laughs> They screwed it up so bad. Yeah, Sandy. Oh, man. <laughs> we did it. Yeah. All right. Let's do some cast. Let's. Okay. I am to be cast 66 people for this movie. Mm-hmm. Okay. You're going to make me read all the names. Yes, I am. Why? <laughs> I just want to hear how you say his. <laughs> I'm not going to say it right. And hers. <laughs> uh, you just said hers. I have to remember hers. Okay. Alden. Oh my god. 
Enrich. Enrich. E H R E N R E I C H. Walden Ehrenreich. Okay. Ehrenreich. Those H's are misleading, sir. It's German. It's misleading. I didn't take German. How am I supposed to know that? I took sign language. I took a, a language where I didn't have to speak. <laughs> my gosh. Yeah. That was probably bad choices no, that, on my end. Oh, it was stupid on my end. I already knew sign language. I should have done it. I we just wanted, wanted an easy A. Easy A's. Yep. Oh. All right. Anyways, he plays Ethan. Yeah. I love him. He's my Ethan. No, I recast him. <laughs> I knew it. But I don't like my recast. I could not figure out who I wanted. So I'm not 100% with my recast. Okay. But I like my recast more than Alden. Alden. Does that make sense? Yeah. Let me pull them up. Amber Heard. <laughs> no. Where am I going? Wrong folder. Okay. I chose Liam Hemsworth. But mm. I don't like him 100%. He's too meaty. You know, like buff. I mean, I guess I pictured him first Hunger Games where he wasn't as buff as like the third one or now. You say Liam Hemsworth, I always think last song. And he's still pretty like. Oh, I guess. Yeah. No, I liked him better than. I just I couldn't find a real good country boy that I wanted. (laughs) Yeah, because you're stuck on the country. Well, he is a country boy. And I could I just don't know. I pictured him more of a, a you know, one of the cute kids in school, mm-hmm. but not the super like dreamboat that everybody wanted, but like on the attractive side, like all the popular girls wanted him, right? Um but no, Alden <laughs> is not cute at all. I love Alden. He's Aaron. I'm so or he's Aaron. <laughs> He's his last name, Aaron, right? <laughs> he's even. No, he. Uh, I love like in the scene when he's trying to woo her with the poem, and he goes, "Oh no, 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 hold on," and like redoes it. And then I love when he's out there in the rain with her, and he's like trying to get her to be on his side, so he like chats her up with the Titanic. No. <laughs> so cute. No, I don't I like, like him. To me, he's a small town charm. That's what I picture Ethan as. I guess that's why I don't see a super like hot guy because. In all the small towns, when <laughs> when that's there's why, so, yeah. only so many people, that's why I said uh, Liam wasn't my perfect fit because yeah. he is too attractive. Yeah, but I couldn't. I I pictured more swoopy hair and Zac Efron. I almost did Zac Efron. <laughs> no joke. I really almost did. Uh, yeah, I actually like Zac Efron more than Liam Hemsworth. I'll go with Zac Efron. Okay. I was really, it was between <laughs> both of them. No joke. And he I just think, said swoopy hair and Zach. I know. I think Zach could actually pull off. I mean, if they, no, he's really cute. I was going to say, they can make him un, more, not unattractive, but downplay his attractiveness. Yeah. Because even when he plays freaking Ted, Ted Bundy. Bundy, Ted Bundy's supposed to be attractive. I, have you seen a picture of Ted Bundy? No, I haven't. <laughs> Let me blow Allie's mind. Every time I see pictures of him, I'm like, how did anyone think that was attractive? Oh, yeah. No, he's not. I mean, I get the fact that he's like, he doesn't look like a typical serial killer. Chad Michael Murray would have been a good Ted Bundy, too. Oh, Chad Michael Murray. I don't know the age, though. Could have played Oh, he could have. What's hilarious is... (laughs) 
it's hilarious it's, when we started talking about southern country boys uh-huh. one tree hill was set in oh. uh, north carolina instead of south carolina so i almost was like well maybe him or james lafferty because here i'll show you oh. i'll show you them both yeah remind me because i think i was obsessed with james yes and... you were yes i remember chad mcmurray what's hilarious is they play basketball too <laughs> Okay, he looks exactly how I thought he Okay, Ethan. well then okay. I'll be, I'm with you on this one. Okay, yes. Okay, so what's his name? James, James Lafferty. Lafferty. Yes, okay. Yep. Oh, I love him. That's who I imagined. So I couldn't find who I thought. So there we go. Perfect. All right. And this is why and we discuss basketball. Who's better yeah. for the part? <laughs> okay. Oh, gosh. All right. Alice inglert mm-hmm. ah <laughs> i tried to remember <laughs> please lena duquesne mm-hmm. what are your thoughts okay so i love her chemistry with alden mm-hmm. so that's why i didn't officially recast like i didn't officially officially even though she isn't completely who i want so i chose olivia cook who she's in the Bates Motel, but she also, she's in the House of Dragon, which is a Game of Thrones show. And the character in that is kind of like, she's the main character's best friend who ends up, because remember, this is olden times, the best friend's mom has died. And so the best friend's the daughter of the king. King needs a new queen. So then the best friend's, dad wants her to have more power so he marries her off to the best friend's dad so best friend's now married to dad okay she plays the one who gets married to dad okay Okay. so she plays this like innocent girl who is now queen who like loves her husband even though there's a huge age gap Mm -hmm. and then she just turns real like witchy oh and so at first i was like in my head i'm like who I would want is like Helen the bottom Carter, but no way is she yeah. obviously at the right age. So then I was trying to find someone like her. And then I was like, I couldn't find anyone. It just kept popping up with Helen the bottom Carter. And I yeah. was like, you're right. There is no one like her. <laughs> and then I looked up young actresses and I came to Olivia cook and I was like, all right, if I had to recast, I would recast with her, but. Oh yeah. I really, I, she looks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I could see it. Yeah. Cause I also recast. Yeah. Who'd you recast? Funny enough. I chose Amelia Clark, Game of Thrones. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> but again, same as Ethan, she wasn't perfect for me. Yeah. But I could see her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like her. I've never seen anything she's in, so I don't know acting style wise. Mm-hmm. But look, she's wise. in. What's funny is she's in Me and Earl and the Dying Girl. Mm-hmm. And I think, look who Earl is. That's Link. No, but I like, yeah, I remember her from player one. Yep. I, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I approve it. Yeah. I, I'll even change my answer to that one too. Okay. James Lafferty and Olivia Cook. I yep. could watch that for sure. Perfect. Okay. All right. <laughs> 20 minutes later after two characters. <laughs> uh, okay. Jeremy Irons played Macon Ravenwood. Yeah. This is actually who Margaret and Cammy envisioned for Macon when they wrote this character. Wouldn't that be so insane being like, mm-hmm. we're going to write it after Jeremy Irons and then he gets cast. Mm-hmm. <gasps> I would be so happy. So I love, yeah, I didn't I think, even touch him. I think he did really good. Yeah. 
I remember seeing you sent me the picture and Mm -hmm. I was like, none of these people are right. That's not how I envisioned any of them. But he acted it really well. He does. For what he's given, he's done great. I wish he was given what Macon actually is. But yes. Um, I also love him because he's Scar. I know. Your favorite villain. <laughs> yeah. My favorite <laughs> villain in this movie. I just like, sometimes I just close my eyes and listen. And I'm like, oh, I hear Scar. <laughs> I Did I actually tell you that I got a Scar, uh, what is it called? Art thing from Comic-Con this year? <laughs> no. <laughs> God, I'll show you. Okay. <laughs> okay. Viola Davis is Emma. I liked her. Viola. That's what I said. Oh, Viola. Was it Viola? Yeah. Like the like a viola. Oh. I yeah. when two vowels go walking, the first one does the talking. Oh, okay. Viola. <laughs> so it's viola? Yeah. Oh man. Why am I saying the names? I don't know what's wrong with this. <laughs> Emma. I liked her a lot. Yeah. I love her. Mm-hmm. I again wish they wrote her right, but uh-huh. Emmy Rosum plays Ridley. Yeah. yeah. She was taught I fun fact. Top cast or top build cast. Oh, wow. And she only had 15 minutes of yeah. screenplay. Wow. I can't believe she made more than Jeremy Irons. Yeah, that's actually mind blowing. Yeah. Now that I say that, I don't believe it. I have to double check. <laughs> uh, I love her. And actually, like, whenever she's in anything else, I only just think of her as Ridley. And it's really hard for me because now that I'm listening to the audiobook, when the guy talks for Ridley, he does it so like he almost makes her sound like a playboy bunny, <laughs> like how he talks for Ridley. And I'm like, no, she's a little bit more spunky than that. Cause I think of Emma, Emma, I Emmy. I can't find, I can't find it, but, um, no, I hated her. <laughs> Who'd you recast? Blake Lively. <laughs> okay. I don't like that. She wasn't blonde and <laughs> I don't like that. She, what about was, when she was blonde with Link? No, she had like puffy blonde hair then, didn't she? It was the like Reese Witherspoon. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. no. I <laughs> pictured her as a mean girl and like blonde straight hair and like sucking that lollipop and just like evil eyes at everybody. And I think Blake could do an awesome job at that. And... No, and I didn't like that they kept changing her looks throughout yeah. the whole movie. Yeah, I thought that was dumb because it never. She doesn't change her looks in the book at all, does she? Oh, not in book one. <laughs> the problem with this book movie is I feel like they crammed a lot of the other books into this one, which makes no sense. Because mm-hmm. if they wanted it a four book thing, why they would they switch really so much? Screwed it up. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. No, so I recast her. She was my last recast though. Good, because I was worried about this one. Nope. Thomas Mann is Link. Nope. I love him. I think he did good. I I wish he was in the movie so much more. <laughs> he was cute. I love Link. He's my favorite character in the series. That's why the one that I haven't read, mm-hmm. that's the spinoff, is Link and Ridley's story. Oh, mm-hmm. fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wanted to name Tyler Link, but Cameron said no. Why? Uh, Zelda I don't know why he's oh. He just didn't like it Oh cause I think I was gonna go with uh, Like His Lincoln. proper name being Lincoln But we would always call him Link He's like no it's ugly Sorry if your name is Lincoln out there <laughs> I like it I wanted to name my kid it <laughs> Yeah I would have just named it Link Yeah 
not even the un part. Yeah. Just Link. Except for Link's real name is Wesley Davis Lincoln. Yes, <laughs> Wesley Davis Lincoln. He goes by his last name, which mm-hmm. is like Grey's Anatomy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. But he's more fun. Yes. Also, the guy who reads for him like sounds exactly like how I would have pictured Link really? too. Yeah. <laughs> so when he first started talking, I was like, he it's went weird. into my head and heard him. <laughs> That's so fun. All right. We got the wonderful Emma Thompson as Mrs. Lincoln and Seraphine. Yeah. <laughs> she did great. She did great. I'm just mad that it's the same person for both. Yeah. Yeah. She's not supposed to be. No, she's not supposed to be. Mm-hmm. She's supposed to look exactly like Lena. Oh, yeah. That's right. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. But. Well, Seraphine is supposed to look exactly like Lena, but yeah, she. But Seraphine just never came out of Mrs. Lincoln. No, not until Lena kills her. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> hmm. All right. Zoe Dutch plays Emily Asher. Yes, she was an awesome mean girl. Yeah, she, she was perfect. That, yeah. That. Oh, what is it? Oh, bless your heart. Like the perfect. Bless your heart. Yeah, perfect Southern mean girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she did really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll just do those few. Yep. It's the theme of the book and the movie the same. I mean, the theme is yes. like magic and fighting time. And, and the love and love all that. Yeah. yeah. The characters, do they stay true to them? No. 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 I mean, I, I feel no. like Ethan kind of, but also sort of. not. Yeah. <laughs> same with... uh lena yeah and link uh but yeah. it's it's like no mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like making supposed to be like the what's that it called what pissed me off the most like the whole entire like book all of the adults aren't upset at them for being together but yes. the whole entire movie they're like you can't be with him you can't be with her <laughs> I'm like, yeah it's like they were very subtle in the book yeah, like, they're like, oh, mm, they can't this be together. probably isn't the right choice. Yeah. And they're like, well, we're making this choice, so it's our own choice. Yeah. So, And they're like, okay, mm, but there's going to be hell to pay later. <laughs> yes. Good luck. <laughs> Boy, were the adults right. Yes. Four yeah. books later. <laughs> Just so you know, kids. Yeah. Listen to the parents. Yes. No matter how badly you want. <laughs> but yeah, I it makes me sad, but also, yeah. yeah. Yep. Which do we prefer? Oh, book. Listen, movie. <laughs> <laughs> Did I trick you guys? <laughs> book as well. <laughs> yeah, it's just I, I just don't like how screwed up they made everything. Like all the stupid little changes, like changing her, her birthday. birthday. That was stupid. Yeah, and stuff like that. I'm like, yeah. Why? Yeah. Yep, I agree. So stick around for our mini sode yes and then guys we're bringing rob back oh my gosh shocking next week I know. you know what i realized what in the second season we obviously know who i have a soft spot for a little bit more we have not done a single johnny depp book mm. and i don't even have him scheduled for season three or four wow <laughs> but rob my goodness he's coming back so stick around guys we're gonna be doing water for elephants next week Yes, we I, are. I realized we didn't say the book. I just no, we did not. Back wrong. Yes, <laughs> that's all you need to know. Oh my gosh! <laughs> all right, guys. All right, we'll see you. <laughs> Bye. Bye.
Thanks for sticking with us. We hope you enjoyed it. If you did, we would greatly appreciate it if you subscribed, rate, and reviewed. You can also follow us on Facebook at Offscript, Instagram at Offscript Podcast 21, and TikTok at Offscript underscore pod. Shoutouts to Madame Ashen Creations for our adorable logo art. And Adam Daniel for our incredible theme song. And to Creative Cinephile Productions for producing our podcast. See you, See you next time. time.